There are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. There's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome. Mm, thanks, Robbo. <laughs> Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm Good. Mickey Keen. Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm over the coronavirus. What? You know what I say to Bill Gates, Fauci and the rest of the NWO? Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Just dose me up with your vaccines. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> if they already have got the vaccine ready with the microchip, just chip me. Yeah. Hey, look, if the microchip's going to make my life a little bit more convenient on top of me not having coronavirus and being able to go to the pub, mm-hmm. just get that get that into me. Like, presumably the reason, if we're, we're taking it as read that it is all about putting a microchip in us, surely that's ready to roll. And the only reason that they're, waiting is so that people are sick and tired enough of the coronavirus that they're like, give me the chip. And that's well, where I'm at. Oh, look, if the, when you listen back to this FBI or NSA guy, <laughs> just pass it up the chain that I'll tweet where I'm going. You don't even need to microchip me. I'll just let you know. I'll, yeah. I'll, all right, go into the pub now. I'm right. fl- I'll flip my location services on for all apps. Yeah, just I'll open up all my data. Yeah. <laughs> I take my phone everywhere. I'll be early access on the chip. Like, there's still a few bugs and kinks to work out. That's fine. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about? Uh, today, we're talking about two cryptids or Fortian zooligals. Uh, oh. <laughs> we'll get to that. We're going to talk about the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to be talking about Orang Pendek now, from the jungles of Sumatra. Sounds the Jersey, delicious. The Jersey Devil was, like, far more interesting than I anticipated. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't. This wasn't. This isn't. Yeah. Oh, we think we saw a thing once. There's a whole thing to this, and I, yeah. I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Do it. Maybe to start us off, could you tell us what is the you know the legend of the Jersey Devil? Well, look, there's going to be a lot of Wikipedia page reading because the Wikipedia page for the Jersey Devil is as fascinating as anything. Yeah, it's a top to bottom banger. Top to bottom situation. Top to bottom. Yeah. Um, so there's folklore in uh, New Jersey and Philadelphia. The Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, uh, inhabits the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. It's described as 
a flying biped with hooves. But there are many variations. Um, it's kangaroo-like with uh, with wings, or wyvern-like, which is it's wyvern like a, a winged horse. Yeah, it's a Pegasus. Yeah, it's uh, sort of it's like a half bits of different animals sort of monster. Uh, there's clawed hands, there's forked tails. There's uh, got a a good blood curdling scream. So it's got a, it's got a lot really. Yeah, if you're looking that's for what a you want in a, a cryptid. You want a blood curdling scream. Can, can I can I just say read the Jersey Devil name? Mm. I really liked that this was a monster from New Jersey and not from like the Isle of Jersey or like you know somewhere in Europe. Yeah, this is like which is what it sort of sounds like the Jersey Devil. It's like it's an ancient British monster. Yeah, so but no, it's just a, like killed cows or something. It's in like some dodgy forest in New Jersey, like where the Sopranos take people to get whacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of, kind of one of the great things skipping through all the, a few of the videos and like New Jersey people going out and hunting it. It was quite funny to watch. Yeah. Um, I watched one guy who do, he's also got a WWE or wrestling toys channel. Um, and then he's got his own <laughs> personal one and he goes out. He goes out. Uh, I might as well just skip to that because it's not that exciting. Um, he goes out looking for it. And he's just yelling. Like, he starts off just yelling at his wife and kid. Right. Like, they don't believe me. We're going hunting. He's just fucking screaming at them. And his wife's just like, yeah, just get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, this is so intense. I, I don't know how, like, she lives with this person. Um, but then him and his mate go to Walmart. And, like, there's like, we saw it. We definitely saw it. We're going to go to Walmart. And we're going to get some stuff to, uh, you know, catch it with. And his mate is dressed as an elf for some reason, like a, a you know a Santa's little helper kind of deal. Yeah, not elf the from Melmac. Um, <laughs> and they're just carrying on at Walmart, and then they go, "All right, while we're here, we need to go look at the wrestling figures." <laughs> and they spend a good like minute rinsing the wrestling figure selection, like the worst selection ever. I <laughs> think <laughs> um, he's got a bit of channel bleed going on. Yeah, and then they do a bit where one of them needs to take a poop. And they do, this takes a good two minutes of, like, the other one filming and going, oh, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> Is I'm he like, doing oh, the shit in front of his mate? Well, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if he's actually pooing or not, or if this was part of the bit. By this point, I'm just like, this fucking sucks. I'm out. <laughs> so I didn't actually get to the point where they allegedly saw the devil. Uh, but that's right. the kind of quality of video that's going around about this. Yeah, right. Is his channel about toy WWE toy unboxing separate to this Jersey Devil hunting channel? Like it's different channels or is he mixing different, his content? Different channels. I think this is his kind of day-to-day life channel. Right. And then his other channel was his, his WWE stuff. I like that his day-to-day life involves monster hunting though. Yeah. Well, not really. I think it involves more let's do a funny skit with uh-huh. funny people. And it certainly was not funny. Right. None of it was funny. Anyway. So let's get back to the start of all this. What led to WWE channel guy going out and hunting for this yep. thing? It's, uh, Benny Franklin, right? Well, do we want to talk about the monster first and then we'll get into the ac- actually quite interesting real story? Okay, oh. go. So like what 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 are the what's the story with the monster that like when people talk about the monster what are they talking about? Yeah, we've talked about what it is, but have people been seeing this a lot? Well, so it originated with um, Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. She was a resident of the the place, um, and apparently she had 12 kids, and she got pregnant for the 13th, and she's just like, nah, this child. She was over it. 
Yeah, she's like she. So she allegedly cursed her child in frustration, uh, crying that the child would be the devil. Uh, then she was in labour on a stormy night. There's a few variations around this. Um, with her friends gathered around her. I guess you don't have tally back then. Yeah. What else are you going to do? We'll go to the birthing. Yeah. Uh, so it was born as a normal child, but then it changed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head and bat's wings and a forked tail. Uh, it grew and screamed and beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading to the pines. Um, there are some variations of this where like it was normal for 20 months or something and then it started go- changing so they locked it in the attic. Um, but it just started killing people, and then they set it free. Uh, other variations that the dad was actually the devil. Yeah, I liked that. That seems like the the dirtier version, where it was like, no, she, she didn't just curse a normal baby. Yeah, yeah, she knew, or maybe she did, but that was like a cover for the fact that she'd been having it off with the devil. Yeah, having <laughs> relations, they would have probably said back then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, all down to old Mother Leeds. And it's also sometimes called the Leeds Devil as well. Yeah. I did do a little bit of research. I looked at some books about the Jersey Devil. Mm. Uh, So there was a few. uh, Honey Cummings wrote a book called Naked with the New Jersey Devil. Uh, Of course, there's Fanny Tucker's Monstergasm, Ravished by the New Jersey Devil. Hang on, hang on. Say the first one again. Naked with the New Jersey Devil by Honey Cummings. Yeah, the author Honey Cummings. Yep. <laughs> Great. And, of course, uh, the Paranormal Files jacking off the New Jersey Devil. Right. So, I don't Is know. Is jacking you- off the New Jersey Devil different to jacking off, a, like, a you know a horse or a, a human? <laughs> like, do you need to do something special? I guess I need yeah. to read this book. Big, uh, Bigfoot? Yeah. What if you want to jack off a Bigfoot than the oh, New Jersey Devil? Plenty of, plenty of information out there about that. Yeah. So I don't know how helpful this research was. I didn't actually read these. I just uh, went looking for New Jersey Devil books and this is what there was. And I was like, <laughs> all I really took away from it is that uh, the New Jersey Devil might be a monster, but it has needs just like a man. Yeah. Hey, that's a good takeaway. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the myth and, and people still see it today. I saw a news report recently that, that people had seen it allegedly. So, yeah. That's weird. I, the, the first time I remember hearing about the Jersey Devil was on the X Files. Yes, and I rewatched most of the X Files recently. And before I before I rewatched it, I remember thinking, "Oh, that Jersey Devil episode will be coming up," but I couldn't remember what actually happened in it. And I've rewatched it recently, and I still can't remember what happened in it. <laughs> okay, I just know that there's an episode about it. Is that weird? Do you think the Jersey Devil is clouding your memory because it doesn't want the truth out there? Yeah, potentially. No other explanation. Shall we talk about the real story, which I think is even better than uh, there's a monster in the Pine Barrens. Yeah, yeah, which is already pretty good. What do you got, Cam? All right, so the original name for this was the Leeds Devil. And people were like, oh, this is, you know, about Mother Leeds and uh, Jane Leeds and all of her bloody kids. Yeah. Mm. Now, there wasn't a real person called Leeds who lived in the area and he had heaps of kids and his name was Daniel Leeds. He had nine children. Right. Mm. And he was the nemesis of Ben Franklin, one of the founding fathers. Yeah. And not just like a normal nemesis, but an almanac nemesis. Yeah. They were rival almanac publishers. Anyway, 
everyone, for whatever reason, had it in for Daniel Leeds because his almanac was very astrology heavy. Yeah. So was that, I thought his son took it over and then made it astrology heavy. Yeah, I think that came a bit later. I think they were just rival almanac guys and then it, then it evolved. I think, I think he still had a bunch of astrology stuff in there. And then when his son Titan took over, yeah, actually, like, he just turned it up. Yeah, because okay. yep. Ben Franklin started giving him shit about the astrology stuff um, and, and printing his own like parody articles about that guy's death. Like, oh, you want to talk about that, uh, all that kooky astrology stuff? I'm predicting that uh, Daniel Leeds is going to meet his end. Yeah, so I think he did that to the sun, to Titan Leeds. Oh, right. So, yeah, but which is also, it's weird that there's like all of this uh, snarky anti-astrology stuff in the almanacs because aren't, isn't the point of almanacs to sort of predict things, but based on, you know, past, I think it's like you record all of the rainfalls and all of these different things and that thing and the other thing. So you can be like, oh, well, I can look at the almanac and see what was the weather like on this day over the last however many years. It's going to be like this then. This is when I should plant my crops, etc. Right. So the almanac itself is a record rather than like it's it's what's happened in the last sort of certain amount of time. Yeah. That's what I thought almanacs were about. Yeah. Like the sports almanac in Back to the Future too. Yeah. But I think you, you there can also be like, you know, articles or whatever, maybe how to grow your crops. But the leads the leads one he was chucking in a lot of magic. Mm. Yeah, this kind of this conversation made me realize I have no idea what an almanac was or is, yeah. <laughs> and then realizing that my only real understanding is from Back to the Future Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't think they're really a thing in our in our lands, are they? I guess our lands weren't old enough for no them to no. be needed. An almanac is basically based on our shared understanding is a mechanism by which you can uh, get a huge casino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. So we had two Almanac guys, Benjamin Franklin, Daniel Leeds. Yeah. So, yeah, Daniel Leeds passes on to Titan Leeds, his Almanac. Yep. Do, can we just quickly acknowledge that his son's name is Titan? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, he had nine kids, though. So it's like, you're going to have to start getting creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, Salty alluded to this before, but Ben Franklin did like this really bitchy thing with Titan Leeds where he was like, I predict that Titan Leeds is going to die on this day. And Titan Leeds is like, fuck you. Yeah. And then when that day came, Ben Franklin was like, RIP Titan Leeds, as I predicted. (laughs) And Titan Leeds is like, what the fuck? I'm not dead. And then forevermore, Ben Franklin was like, ah, looks like a ghost is riding the Leeds Almanac. (laughs) Can any did anyone hear something? Must have been a ghost. I love how he's just like doubled down hard on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is that is the, great. He's like, I'm not dead though. Nah, he must be a ghost now. And Even the, after the guy actually died, I think that was still yeah, like his ghost kept, is riding. No, yeah. <laughs> so, how often are these coming out? Like, like this almost feels like a day, you know, daily Twitter beef rather than a, an annual thing. <laughs> an annual thing, yeah. I think an almanac is like an annual thing, or maybe you know, a couple times a year or something. Yeah. Maybe a year ago, when I said Titan Leeds would die, and he he did. Ha ha! Remember that joke a year ago? Yeah, it, it yeah, happened you, a few months back. You ha- you keep the almanac. You don't just get it and read it and throw it away. It's something that you keep. And I guess again, old timey times. They're not being bombarded with with screens, so. Yeah. You'd probably skip over it. You know, you'd read through it once a couple, every couple of months. 
It's possibly also the sort of thing that might have been kept in in the the restroom. Okay, as a handy source of paper. I don't know. This is I have my own sort of weird almanac resources I'm drawing on there. <laughs> um, that was an insight into Cam's toilet. So the other thing about uh, the Leedses, the real Leeds family, is they had a crest, a family crest, which was a wyvern, which is a, a bat-winged dragon mm. standing upright, which is basically what people say the Jersey Devil is or the Leeds Devil is. Yeah. So I reckon... That case is cracked, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you mean cracked? Like, that's that's where it came from? Like, it, it has to be from that. Like, if you have a thing where you have a family called Leeds with a lot, it's a large family and they're associated with the paranormal and everyone fucking hates them. Yeah. Because that was the other thing. It wasn't just Ben Franklin that hated these guys. It was like, everyone. <laughs> Because everyone's like, we don't need this astrology thing. We're trying to be Puritans. <laughs> uh, I think he, he had also called either the the main guy or Titan. He had, they, he had referred to him as a beastly person as well a bunch of times. So, yeah, this monstrous image had kind of been moulded. Yeah, you've got him going around saying this guy's a monster. And then their family crest is <laughs> of the monster that ends up being... The monster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it seems to be fairly clear how this one developed. So Titan's ghost obviously became the monster, and it's what's haunting. Gotcha. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, there are a couple of sightings that I noted down. Do you guys want to hear about them? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, one was um, Stephen Decatur, who was a cannonball guy, where he was getting cannonballs made, right? Uh, and he was he popped over to, to the mill to check out his cannonballs being made. How do you make a cannonball? It's his forged here. I guess you um, just, like, get a big hunk of iron and beat it to I assume they would have been made with some sort of mould. Oh, yeah, that makes like sense. Like a circular mould, pour in the hot metal and crank them out. Yeah, of course. But I don't know, because then they would have a seam, right? And a seam doesn't seem like it would be... Uh, you'd want a, a kind of a... Quite a round thing without a seam to get like the compression of the cannon powder behind it. I feel like a seam would be a point of poor integrity. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want to roll it in so the seam is at least so it's um, sideways, not lengthways. Yeah. Not you wouldn't be able to. You can't predict how a bowl's going to roll down a tube, mate. Everyone knows that. No, I know. So, I mean, I know there is an art to it. Mm. So, yeah, maybe they are hammered out of. Chunks of steel. You know, it's something I've never thought I'd have to think about. No, no. And anyway. now I'm f- I'm absolutely intrigued. <laughs> if anyone's listening and they can add us, uh, p- uh, preferably one of those cool uh, Sesame Street style videos from the 80s where they're like in a crayon factory. Some sort of video like that that's fun to watch of a cannonball factory. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. You want it with a little sing-along? Yeah. And a child narrating, this is how they make cannonballs. Anyway, let's car park that <laughs> uh, for another time. Yeah. Uh, so this fella is, is getting his cannonballs made somehow. I'm assuming he knows. Yeah. Um, and then he sees the creature. So he f- they fire a cannonball at the creature. Right. I guess they had cannons on hand yeah, in the cannonball there. factory. You'd probably make them in the same place, I'm assuming. I feel uh, like the Cannibal Factory is the last place you should be firing a cannon. 
<laughs> um, anyway, he fired it directly at the creature, uh, and I, I think it hit the creature, but it had no effect. If you were Commodore Stephen Decatur, wouldn't you be like, oh, we need to work on our cannonballs then? Or you lie about how good your cannonballs are, because clearly you've made a trash one in this one. Yeah. Oh, it, it shot it so hard it went to a new dimension by Decatur cannonballs. <laughs> Um, the other one I've noted down is uh, Joseph Bonaparte. Oh, no, no. This is the brother of Napoleon? Yeah. Napoleon's right. brother's in this, which is, you know, it's already kind of interesting that Benjamin Franklin's involved at his almanacs. And then Napoleon Bonaparte's brother turns up. Um, he claimed to see the Jersey Devil while hunting on his estate in Bordentown in 1820. Bordentown? Borden, B-O-R-D-E-N. Oh. Why is... Napoleon's brother, I don't know anything about Napoleon. Did he just bail out of France because everyone hated Napoleon at some point? Probably. Anyway, it was about 1820. And then 20 years later, it was blamed for several livestock killings. Mm. Um, Similar attacks were recorded around and accompanied by tracks and screams. There's that scream again. Yeah. Now, this is where the Aussie link to this comes in, right? What's the Aussie link? Wait, can we just say about uh, Joseph Bonaparte? Mm. So he was made the king of Sicily, right? And then later the king of Spain. Why go to Jersey then? And then after all of that, he um, after like Napoleon died, he was like, oh, "I better go." And he went to the United States, where he lived in uh, Philadelphia, right. and just lived off the jewels that he took from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! All right. Um, I guess that's why he left. Yeah. Anyway. He's been stealing all the jewels. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, apparently, Mexican revolutionaries offered to make him emperor of Mexico, but he was like, nah, that's all right. <laughs> I, I was king of Spain. I don't need to. Yeah. King well, of Spain's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Philadelphia. I've got easy access to Philly cheesesteaks. I'm set. I'm set, boys. Yeah. I've got enough Spanish crown jewels to last me, you know, yeah. at the Wawa. I can... I can decide. I can finally spend all my crown jewels deciding who makes the best cheesesteak. Yeah. Is it Chino's? Is it the other place? I don't know. <laughs> I hope there's someone from Philadelphia that listens to this and appreciates our very basic B Philadelphia <laughs> references. Yeah. People from Philadelphia um, are just amazingly intense about Philly cheesesteaks. God bless them. Like, yeah. like it has to be this exact formula of of pretty garbage. Ingredients. If I'm not, if I'm honest, right. And it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love a cheesesteak. I will eat one. I, I can eat one right now. Of a time. Um, but like you know, it's time. it's not great cheese. It's not great meat. Yeah. Com- hey, Rob, combined. I, thanks for everyone. I won over with my wow wow reference. You've just lost with your trashing of the ingredients. But anyway, sorry, salty. Do go on. <laughs> so yeah, in the early 1900s, there was uh, all the footprints and the livestock deaths and stuff. The, uh, the Philadelphia Zoo posted a reward for whoever could capture the creature and bring it in for, uh, you know, for the zoo. And uh, they got a whole bunch of people just bringing in random shit. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that got brought in to the zoo and was claimed to be the Jersey Devil was actually a kangaroo. Right. Some people got a kangaroo, fucking slapped some wings on it, painted it. I think they painted it. With some green stripes or something. And we're like, here, here you go, guys. 
bloody Jersey Devil. What sort of wings did they strap onto it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm assuming like they must have made wings? fake ones. All right. Yeah, um, I guess you can do that too. But the um, the museum put the kangaroo on display and called it a kangaroo wing. <laughs> a cross between a uh, a roo and an Australian water bird. Right. So now, I feel like <laughs> they knew the early 1900s. Right? Well, yeah, who know? I guess that surely at some point someone tugged on one of those wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I like how fast and loose with the rules and like science the zoo was playing in the early 1900s. So, well, fuck, what are we going to do with this now? Just leave the wings on it, stick it in a fucking pen. So, I like that kanga wings sounds like something you get at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get a blooming onion and some kanga wings. Some kanga wings. It's like we- buffalo chicken wings, right? Or yeah, buffalo yeah. wings. I didn't know kangaroos had wings. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I've got is uh, a couple of years ago, Bruce Springsteen on Halloween little surprise song about the Jersey Devil. Oh. Um, dear friends and fans, if you grew up in Central or South Jersey, you grew up with the Jersey Devil. He has a little musical Halloween treat. Have fun. Bruce Springsteen. Complete with video clip and everything. Did you listen to it? Yeah, it wasn't very good. It was pretty. How does it rate? Was it about some working class folks coming across the Jersey Devil? I can't remember. But it was pretty like he was phoning it in. It certainly wasn't Springsteen's. Best work. Right. In terms of art about the Jersey Devil, how do you reckon it would rank up against the monster gavism ravished by the New Jersey Devil? Is that the Honey Cummings one? No, that was the Fanny Tucker one. Okay. Um, <laughs> above Fanny Tucker, below Honey Cummings. <laughs> it's where Springsteen's contribution. Number one is clearly the Kangawing. Yeah. <laughs> Two, Honey Cummings. Three, Fanny Bruce Tucker. Springsteen for Fanny Tucker. Four. Yeah. The Jack Off one, that goes well down the list. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's ravished by the New Jersey Devil, at least sounds classy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just jacking it off. Jacking it off. <laughs> oh, jeez. about the orang pendek hey cam you lived in indonesia right i did did you know about this i uh, don't think so i mean quite, it's quite specific right yeah. it's like no. from sumatra mm. but also maybe a little bit malaysia but it's supposed to be the jungles of sumatra yeah i, I guess sorry. sorry no go ahead I was gonna say, just to start off with orang pendek just means short bloke right okay which is <laughs> Not to be a robo and just explain what it is straight away, but are we sure that this is not just a story about some people seeing some short blokes? <laughs> yeah, well, when when you guys posted, well, I think Cam, you posted the link to it, and it's like Orang Pendak, and I thought it said Orang. I th- at first, I was like Orangutan, 
And then the picture of it would just look like an orangutan. And I was like, this is going to be one of those ones where we're going to just say first. So, it turns out it was just an orangutan. <laughs> uh, but let's get into the uh, <laughs> let's get into the background. Well, so I- the, the word for orangutan actually comes from Indonesian as well. Orangutan, which means forest bike. Yeah. Which is also what this is. They could have just called this the same thing yeah. and you'd be fine. But there, there is kind of a... Le- like people are quite convinced it exists, right? And there are like um, historically they they found that small team of people, like the Hobbit, they call it, you know, somewhat jokingly, mm. um, skeletons of you know a, a, you call it a race of people that uh, were quite small and a little bit hairy. Mm. And they're on like on islands, right? Yeah, yeah, sort around separa- around this se- part of the world, separated from yeah the rest, and so but. The area that they're talking about this being in, like in the sort of deep jungles of Sumatra, it's sort of, it's one of those things where it is feasible that there could be stuff in there that people don't know about. Yeah. Like, we haven't fully, it seems weird in 2020 for there to be like this, these areas where no one's ever been, but there sort of are. Yeah. So maybe there could be like some holdover from... Like a, a split off species of humanity, yeah, or a split off species of apes at least in this area. And I think that's kind of like that's why people seem to take this one quite credibly. Like, there's no, you know, it's not the Jersey Devil where it's screaming and and killing livestock. It's just a oh, I think we saw this thing. Hmm. Oh yeah, that that could that could be a thing. So I did see sort of the main group of investigators looking into this were from a group called the Centia for Fortean Zoology. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice classy way to say cryptozoology yeah. uh, without saying it because it sounds a little more legit. If, unless you know what Forteanism is, <laughs> then it sounds way less legit. <laughs> uh, but then I was disappointed so, when on, I went for, to that with For the listeners, what is Forteanism? Uh, it's like, the you know, the study of... um. The paranormal and mm. things. That, it's the that magazine, Fortean Times. It's a Charles Fort, I think it's named after. Right. Mm. But um, I was disappointed when I went to their website because I was like, oh, these guys are sort of avoiding the cryptozoology tag, you know, the, all of the silly Jersey Devil cryptid hunters. But then you go to their website and it's just like cryptozoology. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. That's like the legitimate, that already is a legitimate name for what they're studying. It's just that so many cookers are doing it as well. Mm. So the guy that's, um, I think he's the founder of it, Jonathan Downs. He's quite the accomplished guy. Uh, he's an author, editor, filmmaker, poet, novelist, activist, journalist, composer, and singer-songwriter with a background in radical politics and mental health care. Um, and I, I kind of found him just before, sort of too late in the piece, but he was on the Penn and Teller show, uh, Bullshit. Oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't I couldn't find the, the video anywhere um, in the short time I had. But, yeah, it seems like he's quite interested in it, um, but maybe not as cooked as some other people around it. Um, you know, interested in just our curiosity perspective. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more research on him later. Actually, I have decided. These guys that are like, I'm not searching for, you know, time-travelling Bigfoots. They're like, I'm going to Sumatra because there's this area of forest that no one's been in before and then there's been sightings of this thing. And even those guys that are like, I'm going to this area where there's these rivers that, you know, very few people have been to and there's been sightings of things in them. They need to come up with another name for what they're doing so they don't get lumped in with the 
interdimensional Bigfoots. Mm. Sort it out. Let's sort out cryptozoology. Yeah. Let's separate the I want to go jack off the Jersey Devil yep. to, and the I want to go find the river monster that's killing villagers in the deep Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and even then, I'd say leave the Amazon monster fish hunting to Jeremy Wade. Yes. Because yep. he's really good at it. Yeah. Um, so do we want to, I guess, did you guys look at, you know, any, what did you, how did you research this one? What did you find? I did see there was one of the main bits of proof of this is a video that the Center for Fortean Zoology guys had, which was of them on motorbikes. Those blokes on motorbikes. Yeah. Chasing the Orang Pendek mm. down the road. And uh, it, I don't know, it looked fake to me. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw this one. Um, it was talked about on the Rogan show, on the Joe Rogan show. Um, and, like, this guy's talking about a cave, the the cave in Vietnam, the biggest one in the world. And he's, you know, said, you know, we found this only in the 90s and it's, it's huge. Um, you know, it goes to show there are places out there that we'll, um, you know, that we still haven't found. Yeah. And then Rogan's like, oh, yeah, I think there's this Orang Pendak in Vietnam. Uh, I think it's Vietnam. Is what he says, and then they bring up the video, and then he's like, "Where are they? Are they in Vietnam?" And his mate, like, "I don't know." It's like <laughs> if you could bring up the video, you can just search it. Yeah, um, and they show a video of the bikes, and Rogan's pretty into it. Uh, that's about it, really. Right. But yeah, it's a video of some guys on bikes, and they're sort of chasing this thing as running ahead of them on the road, but they like stop for some reason and so uh, gets a bit of distance from them, and then it runs off. Just into the into the brush on the side of the path, and it looks like a little upright ape sort of thing. To me, it just but, looked like a bloke in like a loincloth running <laughs> down the road. It's like it's sort of quite hard to see it, and because for whatever reason they stop and let it get some distance, you really can't get a good look at it. I think one of them had fallen off the bike. Just keep going, like yeah. leave a man behind. You're not going that far. Yeah. yeah. And there was like four of them. One of them can keep going. Maybe the one that was filming could keep going. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it runs off into the bushes, basically. There's yeah. some long grass. And they just give up or it ends there. Well, the, the, yeah, there's there's a bit of footage afterwards where they're milling around in the grass trying to, trying to like, root it out. And, like, one of them f- picks up the big stick that it was running along with. And they're like, oh, look, it's a fucking big stick. And it's like, it's not going to, you're not like enticing it to come back out by no. charging in after it's swinging a huge stick around. Yeah, leave it to stick for it. For it. You'd, you'd like do the whole thing of like, all right, we're just going to, we leave the stick here then and we'll just, yeah. we'll just ride off. I think the just video, we watched the video of them analyzing that video and it was like, Look at the when he picks the stick up. Look how big it is compared to him. And then look at when this bloke's got the stick. It's like it was way down the road. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to do scientific like height analysis on like this shitty like first gen GoPro <laughs> <laughs> video <laughs> footage. How is that going to help prove the video true or false? Like yeah, yep. No, that stick is yeah, it's pretty right. big. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Um, I watched the exhibition, a uh, three-part thing on YouTube of, uh, I think it must have been on, what's the History Channel, maybe? Uh, one of those ones. 
and it was an English expedition expedition going and spending ten days in the jungle. Um, one of them on the expedition swears he saw one right. one time. Um, he he calls it the best achievement of my life, but mm. also not taking a pic is the worst achievement of my life because he didn't oh, get a photo no. of it. Mm. Um, and he had his camera in his hand, and he uh, he said, you know, it went past me, and then it was too late. Bang! There goes the cover of Time. <laughs> I'm like, man, you really got faith in your photography skills in that moment. That you, the photo I would have taken would have been the cover of Time. Yeah. Well, it might have been, you know, the cover of something because yeah, at least sort of a, forty in Times. Yeah, it's a big discovery though, like an unknown species. Um, one video I watched said the most disturbing aspect of Orang Pendak was that it had a human face, mm. uh, which. I don't know. Human faces aren't disturbing. No. <laughs> um, but these guys that were going in, um, they got some prints, like some uh, made some casts of the prints that they'd found of this of animals, mm-hmm. and they were pretty much convinced that it, the prints they had were um, were it. And they set up some uh, pheromones, some ape pheromones, and some cameras around the forest to try and find it. Uh, one dude took a big huff of the ape pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> I put the video on the um, Hypothopod Twitter and he's just like he huffs it down he's like whoa <laughs> and then he gets, has a big coughing fit like, oh. careful huffing those eight pheromones that's how jacking off the Jersey Devil starts yeah <laughs> um, and they keep finding uh, so they, they set up the cameras and one of the guys he, they, he they can't find anything on the cameras and he's like but you know the camera's still working and that's the main thing. In fact, that's not the main thing at all. Mm. You need to yeah. capture the the Orang Pendek on film. Uh, and they just get f- pictures of themselves walking back and forth, and they're all bummed out by it. Um, but they take the pr- pr- casts of the prints, and they, they take them to a museum guy who like specialises in, in analysing them. He's got laser technology and all this stuff. He, apparently, I think this guy one time was g- given a Bigfoot print, and now people just start giving him the same things of other things, thinking that's what he's into. Because he seemed kind of disappointed that that was his, like, lot in life. Uh-huh. Um, you know how you, someone gets a, a snow globe and people are like, oh, he's into snow globes. Yeah. Mm. Then suddenly his- they've got a thousand snow globes now. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do with all these snow globes. Yeah, this guy's that, but with Bigfoot yeah. prints. Anyway, um, these guys in the field were just 100% convinced they'd found the, the footprints and this guy is just like, nah, it's a, it's a beer print. It's clearly a beer. Yeah. The, the sun beers that live around there. So, uh, yeah. But that, before they get that proven, they uh, the narrator says, nothing can overshadow their excitement of the footprint analysis. <laughs> Except the footprint analysis results. Yeah, that really overshadowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did see a little bit of one doco where a guy was talking to someone who had seen an Orang Pendek come into his house. It's, I think the video is called like Orang Pendek Home Invasion. Whoa. And uh, the Orang Pendek had come in and had been stealing sugar out of his little sugar sack and he sprung it and the Orang Pendek's like, huh? He chased it out with a spear. Which, um, But the weird thing was that the guy was talking you know, in Indonesian to him but they don't have a translation or 
subtitles or anything, they would just like cut back to the guy interviewing him in English, being like, "Oh, he says th- this happened, and then this happened." It's like right. So he's so I have no idea if he was actually saying that. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, like presumably, you would have it be fairly close though, because Barza speakers would watch it, but. I was like, this is a weird way to present this information. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's another sunbeer if he's eating a sack of sugar. Like that's, I've seen, I've seen cartoon beers. That's what they yeah, do. I've seen Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. If there's no honey available. Of course he's going to go for the sugar. All the bees are dying. So did you guys hear the kind of one of the myths around this? No. Or come across it. So there's another thing um, in Indonesia called Hantu Pendak, which is uh, short ghost. Yes, I'm familiar with this. I think. Okay, um, so it's sort of as a ghost or a demon rather than an animal, um, but it travels in groups, subsisting off wild yams and hunting animals with small axes. Ooh. Accounts of the creature claim it ambushes unfortunate uh, hunters traveling alone in the forest. Uh, people recount of the legend how their ancestors uh, ancestors outsmarted these cunning yet dim-witted creatures during a hunting trip. The legend is often used to boast of the intellect and reason who live of people who live along the Makikul. So they're like, our ancestors tricked the shit out of this ghost. We're smart. Yeah. But they also, it's called dim-witted in this, so not that smart, really. Now, so is this legend of the short ghost, is this just about a real short species, though? Well, that's what they're saying. Could this be true? And also, they're like throwing massive shade on them, like we yeah. we killed all these little short blokes because they're idiots, <laughs> and we're smart. Uh, any more on the Orang Pendak? Uh, no, I didn't get no, it. No, not really. But I like them. I like that it was maybe real. It made for a nice change from things that aren't real. Yeah, these were. I I there was more in these than I anticipated because um, quite often cryptozoology is a bit like you know it's just a thing someone thought they saw. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, it's obviously been cooked up by stoners. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, did, you see the, did you see that monster out of Lover's Lane? You know, we're, we're, you know the Lover's Lane we all go to where there's all the bats? We saw a huge bat. Yeah. It's like, all right, good one, guys. But this yeah. one, it's like, well, it's, you know, we don't know. There's no one. At, there's People aren't in the deepest, darkest jungles of Sumatra, not to be racist. I'm sure calling jungles deep and dark is it. Probably racist. So, if people want to find us on the socials, where can they do so, Robbo? Before we do that, Cam, I just want to say the news show this week is going to be great. There's some really cool news out there. Uh, we've got some Tom DeLong gear. We've obviously got QAnon, but we've got uh, some other cool things as well. So, patrons, don't miss out on that one. And sign up to the patron if you uh, if you want to hear that content every week. It's yep. hypoth- uh, what is it? Patreon.com slash hypothopod. Yep. That's it. And then um, Twitter what? is probably the go-to for all of our... Whoa, 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 whoa. Just tell us again. I just wanted to say, we've got, a, we've got a new member. I just wanted to say welcome. Oh, cool. They uh, they hit me up in a tweet. Good. So welcome. Oh, and hey, that's your welcome? That's my welcome. <laughs> welcome. Um, and, of course, we have to thank Tammy. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. That's why I was like, well, I'll, well, let you, well, I'll let you do it then. Right. Go for it, mate. Yeah, it's uh, patreon.com slash hypothopod. And thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Um, we're probably overdue some buttons and stuff, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we should start doing that, especially because we've got a new guy. New guy's got to get some swag. 
Yeah. So check that out. But we're also on Twitter, Robbo. Yeah, uh, at Hypothopod on Twitter, which is where you'll find the videos that we uh, was talking about. Um, I've put some snippets of the, the Orang Pendek Hunters and some Jonesy stuff's gone up recently. Um, Alex Jones doing an Australian accent. Nice. Tune Beautiful. into that. Uh, Robo, where can they get you? You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com uh, for beer, beer stuff. Salty. Coffee. You can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Instagram's my art stuff. Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Tohider on Patreon. And twitch.tv slash the salt for art and terrible gaming. Camo. Uh, you can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. And my radio show on 3CR, Yeah Na Passaran, is now available on Spotify. Hey. So Bloody made it, it, mate. And it's on Apple Podcasts as well, but Spotify is the easiest way to listen, I reckon. Mm. Nice. All right. Uh, See you later. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?